I'm Meg Dahl, your Unbreakable host. Welcome to the show. Hey ladies, and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Unbreakable You podcast. Meg here, as always, and we are about to dive into a really great episode all about living in alignment with the seasons. And now, I mean, depending where you live in the world, you might be experiencing that transition from winter to spring right now. I know where I live. We are definitely feeling the first weeks of spring here and it is so exciting and so delicious. I just love going for evening walks and having like just a light sweater on and maybe wearing some shorts. You guys know I love my shorts. I'm always wearing shorts, even in my house, all the time, all throughout the winter. If you know anything about me, you will know I like wearing the least amount of clothing as humanly possible. So anyways, wow, that was so off track. We have a very wonderful guest on with us today, Jillian Marsolier. So I wanted to dive into traditional Chinese medicine in one of my episodes, and this is that episode. So I've been studying Chinese dietary therapy for a while now, and Jillian is the one who has connected me to this course and I've just been gobbling it up. It is really something I love studying and it just makes so much sense to me. So I'm really excited to share this episode with you today. We talk about um, like yin and yang and how to really live in alignment with the seasons. But I absolutely appreciate Jillian taking the time to really clarify that before we try to live in alignment with the seasons, we have to make sure that we are like actually addressing the individual person first. So for an example, as Jillian will explain in today's episode, you can't be striving to live in alignment with the seasons if you're dealing with something, um, you know, physically, for an example. So she'll go into greater detail on that in today's episode, but I just really appreciate her take on things and she just really simplifies or kind of explains traditional Chinese medicine in a really digestible way. And I super appreciate that because Chinese medicine has always like come very um, intuitively to me. Everything that I've learned about it and as I continue studying it through different courses and whatnot, it's just always come really easy to me, but I know that 
it's like quite confusing and not always easy to wrap our heads around. So I think Jillian does such a wonderful job at explaining it. And in today's episode, we are going to talk specifically about living in alignment with spring and really familiarizing ourselves with that yin and yang energy. And I plan to have Jillian back so we can talk more about TCM, maybe in like the winter, fall and prepping our bodies for the winter season when it's more yin energy. So you guys are going to love this episode so much. In the show notes, I do have a coupon code for 40% off the courses that we talk about in today's episode. So if you're interested in the Chinese dietary therapy course that I have taken, you can get it for 40% off using the code in the um, show notes that I have or the herbal programs that she's talked about throughout today's show are also being offered for 40% off. Expiry for all codes is May 31st, 2020. So we have you hooked up for all month long to get those courses at 40% off and I highly recommend them. As I mentioned, I have not taken the herbal programs that she offers, but I really want to. So it's on um, my to-do list, my very long to-do list. I don't know about you guys, but I feel like I have about a list of 10 courses that I have signed up for and I still need to start moving (laughs) through them. And this is one of those ones being added to the list. Anyways, 40% off using the coupon codes in the show notes. I hope you guys enjoy. You're going to love Jillian and she'll definitely be back on the show in the winter slash fall time. Hey Jillian, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to be sitting down with you today. Hi Meg, it's nice to see you again. Yeah. Podcast number two. I know, different podcast this time though. So we probably have a lot of different listeners who are meeting you for the very first time this time around. So why don't you introduce yourself to us? Sure. Uh, my name is Jillian Marsolier and I'm a registered acupuncturist. I also do iridology as well, um, but I've been teaching acupuncture since 2005. Um, and I created my own online course site called Lift Education, which prepares acupuncture students in Canada and a little bit the U.S. for their board exams. And then I started creating a bunch of other courses because I absolutely love teaching. And I moved to a different city than the college I was working at, at Pacific Rim College. So I started putting everything online. Uh, And one of the main things I taught was Chinese dietary therapy. Um, And it was a student favorite course because, you know, obviously it's something you can use immediately in your life and your everyone's life around you. Um, So that's the most popular course I've put online. Um, Yeah. So... That's me in a nutshell, I guess. And you know, I have dove into that dietary course and I just love it. And I know we'll be chatting a little bit more about dietary stuff today, but 
we really want to focus on like transitioning, um, like ways to support our bodies in this transition into spring and summer, right? Mm -hmm. So before we can talk about that, we have to understand just a little bit about the energy in the body. Uh, Because when you look at energetic transitions, um, as in when the season changes, the energy in the air changes, the atmospheric energy changes, and everyone can feel it. And it depends where you live. Some springs are super strong. Uh, When I lived in Victoria, BC in Canada, the spring there is so strong. It's in January it happens pretty much. And so you you tend to see a lot of things at that time because the energy is going up and it's going out. And everyone knows that feeling when you walk outside and you're like, yeah, okay, today is the first day of spring. I can feel it. It's a sense. And that's because the energy is changing from going deep down into the ground, which is the winter, and it starts going upwards and outwards. And you start feeling more alive and a lot of people feel creative and they start, you know, goal planning. And I'm going to, I had that plan in the winter. I'm going to do it now. And a lot of that starts to happen with a lot of people because the energy is now actually pushing their energy up towards their brain in a sense uh, for them to do things. So that's the way of looking at the seasons with energy. But when it comes to Chinese dietary therapy and Chinese medicine in general, you always have to look at the individual constitution first. So if it's okay, I just want to talk a little bit about what that looks like and what we're looking for in TCM and how your listeners could get a little sense of what their constitution might be. And then I'll talk about whether you focus on constitution or season changing food and what those food, what the food is. Yes, please. Yeah, we want all the details here. So just dive right in. (laughs) Okay, so... In Chinese medicine, everyone's heard of yin-yang, right? So yin is like the quiet, cold, cool, introverted, dark kind of energy. And then yang is that big, bright sun, upward, outward energy. And they're just opposing forces in the universe, really. And so they create a duality or an opposite. And they're the reason that the sun will come up and then the sun will go down and the moon will come up and the moon will go down as a constant cycle. And because we live in this globe and universe, we are aligned with those energies. And if someone is really in in balance, they're going to be healthy and they're going to feel really good. And they're going to naturally go through the season transitions as the energy changes in the atmosphere, their body will attune beautifully and they're going to feel great. But when someone doesn't feel well, then as an acupuncturist, we're going to look at the person and say, okay, first of all, is this a yin or yang condition? Are they more cold? Are they more what we call deficient or weak? tired or are they really hot and they have rashes and they have like really big headaches and tempers and high blood pressure and a red face and they're loud and that's more of a young condition and so we always start right there so for your listeners you you want to think am i like the one that's always cold and always tired and i always have the big socks on and like the giant blanket jammies you know and i'm trying to tell people to turn the heat up and, I'm, and i just want to nap a lot or I'm the one that's like turning the heat down in the winter and trying to put the AC on and maybe have like acne and rashes and um, maybe a temper or just really super, you know, a type A and motivated, that kind of thing. And that will tell you your general constitution. Are you more hot? Are you more cold? Are you going to be more super energetic, almost too much? Or are you going to have a lower energy? And when you understand your constitution, then you can live within it a little bit more. If you're a colder person, you might choose foods that are warmer you might choose foods that have a deep energy to them are going to and they're going to help nourish you 
Whereas if you're hot constitution, you might um, choose more cold foods like salads and raw things and you know, even a colder cooking style, which would be very short or not cooking it at all, raw, you know, quick stir fry, stuff like that. So, so we kind of start there and then it branches, it, it keeps branching from there. So under yin, you might see, um, like I said, uh, very cold, very deficient and under yang, you might see very kind of excessive condition, we call it, or very hot condition. And it gets very granular from there. We start saying, okay, well, yang is chi, because chi is that energy that everyone has. It moves your heart and it, it moves your blood and it moves everything in the body. It's responsible for process in the body, you know, all the cell processes, thinking, everything that kind of sparks action would be what chi rules or vital energy. Whereas the yin side of things, we've got blood, which is very nourishing. It's a quieter energy in a sense that the chi moves the blood in the body to help nourish the body. So we get, we get kind of granular down from there because then we start looking at individual organs. And now is that organ affected and each organ rules a system. So for example, your kidney energy, not your kidney itself, but the energy system that your kidney rules will rule things like your ears, your bones, your teeth, kind of your energy in general, your mind, parts of your memory, um, your hair color. So you can think when someone's getting older, as we age, those things start to go. You know, the bones become more brittle and the teeth may fall out or would be weaker. The, the um, hearing starts to go, the memory might start to go. This is showing that the kidney energy, which rules that system of all those things, is getting weaker. And really, when your kidney energy is gone, you die. <laughs> so that's the end of it. But so that's an example of how we look at it in TCM. So when we're looking at a patient and we're thinking, am I going to attune their food to the season or am I going to attune it to their constitution? You're going to look at their constitution and you're going to see, are they out of balance right now? If they're not, I'm going to choose to um, attune them to the season because uh, I can choose energies of foods that are going to help, you know, make them feel good in the spring, which I'll talk about. If they don't feel well, then we'll do a diagnosis. And maybe they are cold and weak and depressed. Maybe they're anemic. Um, maybe they have a lot of body fluid retention, uh, very pale. I mean, maybe your listeners right now are guessing. I don't know, Meg, can you guess what I'm talking about in general in terms of a constitution? The cold, it would be yin. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So they're affected on the yin side of things. And so this is a condition we would call yang deficiency, meaning the heat is deficient, which mm -hmm. is a yin issue because they're cold and deficient. And we would treat them from there. So if, if it was in the springtime, I wouldn't really care about the spring foods at this point. If someone comes in and they're coming for, let's say, depression, and they have all these symptoms of cold and and tiredness and sadness and pale. I'm gonna say, okay, exactly what Meg said. This is a yin condition. It's called yang deficiency in TCM. I'm gonna choose the foods for that because you need to treat the constitution first, rebalance the person. And then when they're balanced, then you can attune them to the seasons, which again, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get into that in mm -hmm. more detail. So choose things like meats, if they, if they don't eat meat, that's fine. They can eat things like legumes or uh, black beans. 
you would choose really long, slow cook methods like stews and soups or long bakes of things. Um, ginger, really like these deep warming items. Any root vegetables, things that take a long time to grow, have a slow release energy and they go deeper in the body and they nourish. So you would work with that person for a while there until they're warmed up because they're so yin, mm-hmm. right? They're cold and deficient. So they're warmed up and they're stronger and then you work with the seasonal energy. Very, very cool. Awesome. That makes so much sense. It's so much about balancing, right? Yeah, that's exactly it. That's all we do. You know, when I teach students, when they first start doing talks to the public, they usually come running back and they're like, that is so hard. It's so hard to summarize Chinese medicine when you've just learned it in school for three or four years. When you start to understand it, there's so many nuances. It's quite a deep study. Uh, but that's you just called it out. That's exactly what I say. Really, all it is, is we are trying to balance the energy. You know, don't overthink it. We use various things like pulse and tongue and lots of questions like I was just kind of explaining right there. I would ask you, you know, Meg, are you tired? Are you cold? What do your bowel movements look like? All of that is going to tell me if it's yin or yang, right? But really, all we do is balance. So if they're cold and deficient, you give them foods that are warm and what we call tonifying or nourishing that mm-hmm. I explained, you know, like meats and gingers and slow cook and root vegetables and all that kind of stuff. So at one level, it's actually quite simple. But the diagnosis can be quite complex with really complex cases. Yeah, for sure. I know for me personally, like my digestion really thrives off of like cooked warm foods just naturally. I always feel so much better when I eat that way. But then I also can just I was thinking this while you were talking and I'm never that cold person. I'm more like, I like keeping the house really cold so I don't get hot. You know what I mean? And then I know you mentioned like headaches or migraines, things like that. And that is a yang condition, right? Um, And that's something that will come up for me kind of like monthly with my cycle. So can someone like have those yang things be coming up, but then still thrive off of eating in like a yin type of way? Yes, absolutely. So when where TCM gets a bit more complex is each of the organs that rule a system, each of them can have their own yin or yang balance or in, out of being out of balance. And so what you're describing, if warm foods really work for you, most likely what we call the earth energy, which rules the spleen and stomach, which are your main organs of digestion, right? Food goes into the stomach. And in Chinese medicine, the spleen energy, it's not just like a funny word. (laughs) Um, The spleen energy comes up and it absorbs the nutrients. It basically transforms the nutrients from the food and makes chi and blood in the body. So it makes energy. The stomach really wouldn't get very far to make energy if it didn't have the spleen, because all it does is like digest the stomach and moves it down. So, um, for, so there you could have, well, either your energy is just healthy and your spleen is craving this like nice warm food because the spleen likes warm food, um, or the digestion's on the weaker side and your body's craving the, that tonification that I talked about. So your earth energy or spleen stomach might be like, okay, you give me the warm food, but then your, what we call the liver energy um, and I don't know this to be true. I'd have to ask you more questions, but this is just the usual. 
the liver energy rules the cycle and it rules the emotions and it rules uh, the top of the head. You know, if you put your hand, your palm on the top of your head, it rules exactly that called the vertex of the head. It rules the eyes, the sinews and the tendons and the movement of chi in general. So a lot of the emotions, you know, if you're really um, stressed, you get tight, Mm -hmm. your muscles get tight and then people start getting like tension headaches, like that band across the head or sometimes right on the top of the head. That means the liver energy now is like not moving. Um, but it could also be on the warmer side. It could be quite young, deliver energy out of balance. And it's then taking energy up to the top of the head. And people tend to feel warm because the warmth is coming up and they can get headaches. And sometimes even palpitations, like with the, you can really feel the heart beating or panic attacks or anxiety while that energy goes up. So there's many different you know organ patterns we talk about in Chinese medicine. Mm-hmm. There's probably... 30 main ones we talk about. So we would, you know, diagnose someone to find out. But what, from what you're saying, you might have a weaker digestive energy possible uh, and maybe a little bit of an excessive liver energy. Okay. And so with diet, you would you would do exactly what you said. You'd eat some nice, neutral, warm foods. And then you would make sure you don't have too many foods like hot pungents, alcohol, coffee, stuff like that that takes energy flying up. Okay. Um, because you might, and then you see in, when it looks at uh, Western nutrition, they're going to say a lot of those things actually imbalance hormones, mm-hmm. right? They'll say, oh, alcohol and coffee can imbalance the hormones. Well, yeah, okay, when well, Chinese medicine, we're like, it brings that liver energy up and it affects the cycle and that way it doesn't allow it to move properly and you get these kind of headaches. And then it goes on from there. I mean, the period's also ruled by the liver energy, so that's why you might get it at the cycle, right? But in, in Western um, medicine, they might say it's hormonal, but the liver rules the hormones and it processes it and it can go on forever how you can kind of get the two together. Right. So I actually started going to an acupuncturist here when I was dealing with amenorrhea. So I had amenorrhea for 12 years and just this past winter, I started to work with her. I'm no longer working with her, but I would assume that she was kind of treating me like with a yin condition, right? I, I mean, I don't know. Or, you, have, you have to do a full diagnosis. It sounds like part of it might be a yin condition and part of it might be a yang condition. Mm-hmm. And it depends on the organ. Right. So it would take an intake to find out and we'd have to feel your pulse, look at your tongue and ask more questions. Okay. Questions like at period time, is it backache that you have? Do you have, or or you're just not getting your period at all? Are the headaches that you get, are you dizzy when you get the headaches or are they pounding? Um, You know, what helps them, what makes them better, what makes them worse? All that tells us basically, is there too much energy up there or is there not enough energy up there okay what foods are we gonna give you know what I mean yes for sure yeah take a deep dive into things for sure (laughs) all right so I feel like we definitely like understand that aspect of things now so where do we go from here so yeah, I wanted to make the topic today more about the seasons because it's it's spring right now, and you know your listeners will maybe listening be listening to this throughout the summer as well. So I thought I'd talk about spring and summer foods. So yeah, so like I was saying, if you are a relatively balanced person, you feel pretty good. You're not dealing with a lot of big health issues. Then you can start attuning to the seasons. And I always tell my patients that they basically have graduated (laughs) once we work on seasonal eating. So we might work on their constitution for a while, they feel better. And often they're like, well, now what do I do? I don't want to feel bad again. 
well, now we're going to tune you to the season. And what does that mean? So each season has its own energetic uh, movement to it. So um, the spring is upward and outward. And you can feel that, like I said, everything's growing. Look, just look at the plants coming out of the ground right mm-hmm. now. They're going up, they're going out. It's, it's, it's very simple and important not to overthink this kind of stuff. Uh, so you can see that happening. The summer is like the you know, ultimate of yang. Mm-hmm. The energy is really high in the atmosphere. And that's where everything's blossoming and blooming and even burning if it's too much summer heat. And when it comes to the fall, the energy starts to weaken. It starts to drop in a little bit, like the harvest of the energy in a sense. Everything starts coming in. You know, outside things are dying or going back to the earth. And inside our bodies, energy is starting to go in. In the winter, the energy goes down, just like the sap in the roots of a tree. Uh, The sap goes down to the roots. So our energy goes down in the body as well. So that's how the energy works. And you'll notice if you have an imbalance you might notice it in certain seasons. So some people have, you know, seasonal affective disorder in the winter. And I've seen this really strong in clinic where I've had, you know, one time in clinic, um, when I worked in Newfoundland, which has a very strong winter, the energy, honestly, I went, we went to bed and I woke up and I went to clinic and I was supervising at the time. There was three different patients. We had a big room with like sheets in between the patients. Three of them were crying because they were so scared of their seasonal affective disorder that was coming and they weren't quite feeling it yet. And their pulses were bottomed out, which means they were really deep in their body. We take the pulse of the radial artery. They were so deep and it was sudden. It's like the energy just dropped in the atmosphere. And what happens is all the energy that might be upwards and making your mind feel really good in a sense, it went down. And so then they can feel very depressed, mm-hmm. which means they have an energy like what we call in the kidney in the winter is lower and they're really noticing at that time. So in the springtime, since everything's going up and out, and if you have a pretty good constitution, you can work on some lifestyle things and some food ideas. So first of all, you might notice you want to like make vision boards or plan goals. You want to start doing creative projects, probably really difficult right now for some people during COVID. Um, when you're when you're um, recording this, a lot of people inside, um, you know, not able to get together and be with others and chat and move and kind of get that energy out. It's a, kind of a hard time of year for this. It's the movement time of year. Right. The slumber, everyone wants to move. Um, but it's a creative time. So you can channel that energy into a creative project. And it's a perfect time to do something like that because you, you probably have more energy if you're relatively imbalanced. You want to start rising earlier so just before sunrise with the sun and a lot of people that have low energy often they're sleeping they, and they'll say I'm, I'm a sleeper inner i don't like to get up till nine or ten and i don't go to bed till midnight or one and that's just how i am and i've always been that way and it's and it's easy to say well if you've always been that way it's just how you are but it's actually quite unhealthy for the body um your body should be triggered by nighttime to, you know, increase melatonin in your brain and put you to sleep. Mm-hmm. Chinese medicine, we say nighttime is yin. The yin's high in the atmosphere. It, it makes you sleepy. It's a quieter energy. If you're going against that, you're not going to feel well. Mm-hmm. So if you're sleeping until 9 a.m. right now, you might feel groggy and, you know, crappy all day long. Uh, but if you get up at, uh, right now, it's about 5.30, 5, 5 or 5.30 in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> collective gasp. <laughs> um, you you probably will be tired at first if you're not used to that. But if you stick to that and go to bed around between nine and ten, 
you're going to feel so much better. And I definitely challenge your listeners right now for anyone who feels just always tired and groggy and maybe even depressed to just make that one change, even go 15 minutes at a time. If you get up at nine, try 8.45 tomorrow, 8.30 the next day. Keep going for, you know, take two, three weeks to do it. To, it takes a while to adjust until you get up at five or 5.30. You will not believe the difference in your energy, the clarity in your mind and the quickness of your thoughts. And that's a start to attune to the season. Winter, you can sleep in more. An hour past sunrise, in fact, is recommended. Wow. Yeah. Well, for me, I've been definitely waking up at like 5.36. The moment my dog sees like the slightest amount of sun coming in our room, she's just like right in my face. So either I'm waking up naturally because I also kind of get like a hit of that natural sunlight coming in, but usually it's Penny waking me up, which is totally fine. So this morning I woke up at 5.30 and just ever since it started getting nicer outside and brighter earlier, I've definitely been waking up like 5.30, in between 5.30 and 6. But I feel like for me, I need to now move my bedtime up a little bit earlier because I'm like in bed at 10. And so probably sleeping like 10, 15 ish. And I definitely know my body needs more sleep than that. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You know, even like 9 a.m. is a good time to go to bed around now to really feel good in the morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, your dog is very attuned. Yeah, she is. <laughs> Definitely. She's like, get up. <laughs> it's true. You can often watch your animals because they're living with the seasons and the cycles a lot more than we are. We, we resist and we'll put, you know, light on at night and TV on at night to try and stay up. Mm-hmm. Take like caffeine and all these things to try and stay awake past what our body's wanting to do. So just, you know, TCM's all about just listening to the body in a lot of ways to see what it wants to do. Yeah. So cool. And you'll notice, so food-wise in the spring, if you are in tune, because if you're really out of balance, you're going to crave all the wrong things and your body's going to do all the wrong things. Someone really out of balance cannot trust what they're craving at all. So if you have a lot of like yeast issues, for example, which we call dampness in Chinese medicine, so yeast infections, let's use as an example, you're going to crave sugar like crazy, And that is the exact thing you do not need. But there hits a tipping point when you're out of balance where you start craving exactly what you don't need. But when you're relatively in balance, you can listen to yourself. So Meg, I don't know, maybe if you're feeling like this, but this time of year, oh, okay, I'll go right back to this because I do need to talk about the five flavors. Mm -hmm. There's five flavors in Chinese medicine and it's sweet, bitter, salty, pungent, sour. And they each have their own energy. And basically pungent and sweet are more yang, which we know the energy goes up and out for yang. And salty goes down. Um, Bitter is cold energy and goes down. And sour goes in. So just saying that, okay, so our two yang ones are pungent and sweet, which take the energy up and out. The downward energy ones are bitter and um, salty. And the inward one is sour. So just when I talked about the seasons, if you remember what each of the seasons do, what flavors do you think would be good to eat in the springtime? If you're attuning to it, you want to mimic the energy of the spring. If you're like trying to live in alignment with the seasons, okay, then it would be the sweet and the pungent. 
one. Yes. Okay. That's exactly it. Yeah. You want to almost help the energy, you know, so if the energy is coming up and out, you don't want to be suppressing it with what you're eating. That makes so much sense. Okay. The energy stops moving properly then if if it's going up because you're part of the atmosphere. If it's going up inside you and you're like bitter, salty, bitter, salty, and you're pushing it down, you get like stagnation and don't feel well. But now that being said, this remember I said individual first season second. If you have a ton of migraines, anxiety, panic attacks, tight neck in the spring, even tinnitus, the ringing in the ears, that means energy is too high in the body, right? I just talked about everything being kind of neck up. Mm-hmm. Then you might actually, individual first, season second, you might actually incorporate more bitter and salty. Who cares about the season? Just okay. Just kind of pull that energy down. Does that make sense? That makes so much sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you got it. So this is the time of year, if you're in balance, to reduce salty and bitter foods. You don't have to get rid of them completely. It's just that you want to balance your diet more towards pungent and sweet. Now, of course, I'm not talking about like sugar and stuff like that. I'm talking about natural foods. Mm -hmm. So you're going to eat less meat, which is considered salty in Chinese medicine. You're going to eat less eggs, which is considered salty, seeds, nuts, salt. So you want to just limit those, lower those. And you're going to also eat a little bit less. You want to keep your body nice and light while that energy goes up. So you're going to eat things that basically grow quickly in the spring. Again, in some ways, TCM is the no-brainer. If you have a garden, you know exactly what grows fast and right now. Mm-hmm. And it's mostly bitter things, actually. So you'll see onions, leeks, chives, scallions, mustards, um, cilantro, uh, basil, rose, uh, rosemary, bay leaf, mint. Like all that stuff comes up quite quickly around this time of year. Right. And you can add in nice sweet things as well, like um, Chinese yam. Um, carrots, peas, sweet potatoes, spinach, oh, sorry, not spinach, it's not sweet, um, honey and mint tea. Honey and mint tea is the perfect thing to have this time of year. Okay. The mint is nice and pungent, and then the sweet is also going to bring the energy up. So those are some examples of things to add in right now. That makes so much sense. And I love how it, like, is aligned with what's coming up in the garden first, too. That makes so much sense. Yeah. So the more you learn about Chinese medicine, the more you really just watch the environment and watch your dog. Yeah. <laughs> okay, my dog is wants to get up at 5, 5.30, right? Yeah. And look what's growing in the garden. That's what I'm meant to have right now that's growing around me because that has the same energy as the atmosphere and that will attune my body to keep the chi moving, really. It keeps it moving how it's supposed to be, up and out at this time of year. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm loving this so much. <laughs> yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah. And then so your cooking methods go really light this time of year as well. You might eat raw unless you have a very cold constitution. Then you'd be very careful about raw. Um, the big thing with Chinese medicine, my, actually my favorite thing with Chinese dietary therapy, as opposed to Western holistic nutrition, not as opposed to, that could be added to and should be added to is the idea of digestive energy. Mm-hmm. We and the energetics of food. We really look at is that digestive chi strong? That spleen chi is that strong? Because if it's weak, remember I said you know food goes in the stomach, digests it, but then the spleen takes the energy and makes chi and blood for the body. Mm-hmm. If that's weak, you can eat the best diet ever, and you're not going to be absorbing nutrients. And that's the person that will say quite literally in clinic. I feel like I'm not absorbing my food. I've heard that line so many times. Yeah. And often they have a very cold constitution or they have a very cold digestion. 
I've seen it a lot. People who have a cooler constitution, they're eating too many cold smoothies first thing in the morning and salads, and they're on a raw food diet. Um, you'll feel really good for a while on a raw food diet because it cleans you, but then you start feeling weak because it doesn't have any deep energies to it. Those deep nourishing energies, they kind of just cool out your digestion and then you start getting loose stool and fatigue and cold and pale and depressed and all those things I was talking about, the energy starts going down. You get really cold, very yin. Right. So, yeah. Um, right. So <laughs> I was talking about cooking methods. Uh, so in the spring, raw, steaming, quick stir fries on really high heat, that's what you want to eat in the spring if you're quite strong and you have a good constitution. You want to avoid like stews and soups and bakes and greasy, oily things. You, maybe you're noticing right now you're probably craving a little bit less of like mashed potatoes with butter and like <laughs> roast or, you know, soups. Most people don't want as much of that right now. They want a salad. Yeah. Yeah, definitely noticing that with myself, like once lunch rolls around, all I want is a smoothie. But um, I have like this protein prepped in my fridge right now. And so I'm like making myself eat different things. But basically for the past week, I'm like, I could just eat a smoothie every single day for lunch and be so happy. It's funny, but it probably means you're in quite good balance and your body's wanting to lighten things up mm-hmm. naturally. I've noticed that I make a lot of dressings. We eat a lot of dressings and oils in the winter, like way, probably way too much of what we do. <laughs> um, but I think our bodies are craving that deep oily energy because it, sure. um, it goes deep in the body. But this past week, especially, I just, ugh, it feels so heavy. It feels it's like oily grease. I'm not, I'm not enjoying it. So now I'm, you know, just naturally starting to cut it out, have very little, if any. Um, and then just like you're saying, the smoothie, I'm craving more like salads and bitters. Mm-hmm. So like the bitter, the bitter leafy greens, mm-hmm. just kind of craving that right now. My body is wanting to eat it. Yeah. yeah it's so. so cool how it just naturally happens too. And I love how you're relating everything back to TCM too. Yeah. Yeah. And in the spring, each season has an organ related to it. And in the springtime, it's the liver and gallbladder energy. And so if you do holistic nutrition, you'll know that things like arugula or dandelion leaves, all that kind of stuff is really good for the liver energy. Green things in general are good for the liver energy. Sour things are good for the liver energy, like citrus fruits and stuff like that. Um, But you'll see that most of that stuff's growing right now and it's the season of the liver. So if you have any liver energy imbalances, like lots of period issues, hormonal issues, anxiety, panic attacks, headache, ringing in the ears, anger, all that's uh, liver energy. That's Mm -hmm. gonna come up really strong for you right now. And so it is a good time of year to start to eat some of those greens to, to clean it basically. So cool. there's so much more to it in that Chinese diet course I was talking about. Like you can really get, like I said, very granular with this. Like yeah. you can choose the bitters for the liver and you can choose the pungent to move the chi. It's, it's really quite fun once you start to understand deeply, like what foods are related to what organs and what, what food energies do what, and what's my constitution and how, how do I shift that? It's, it's quite fun. It is really fun. Yeah. <laughs> So we have some dietary recommendations for the spring and then the lifestyle recommendation for like going to bed a little bit earlier so we can wake 
up much earlier, right? Um, But I know you did want to talk about some of your herbal programs that you have available online. So tell me about those because those are new to me as well. Sure. Yeah. So, um, so my company Lift Education um, actually is now a part of Pacific Rim College online and I'm now heading that up um, the office online course site. So this is from Pacific Rim College, which is a campus in Victoria, BC, and they are quite truly the leaders in um, natural medicine and sustainable living education. So they have programs like acupuncture TCM, like full diploma programs, phytotherapy, which is Western medicine, holistic nutrition, doula, permaculture, did I say that? (laughs) Permaculture program. It's just a fabulous college. Students love it there. And uh, about two, three years ago, they asked if I would join them and start putting things online. I used to teach there. They enjoyed what I was doing with Lyft. And so I said yes, because that sounded like so much fun to me. And it's definitely a challenge and a half. It's definitely, (laughs) which is, I love. So we've been putting lots of courses online. Uh, We only hire expert instructors. Uh, We only film in high quality. So it's like really beautiful courses to watch and really great sound and all that. Um, And we just started putting their certificate programs online. And one of their most popular one is called the Community Herbalist Program at the college, at the campus. And this is a program that uh, fills every single term and has wait lists usually for years. It's, it's quite an old program there now. And so we thought, let's start with that. Um, and my whole mandate was like, <laughs> I want this to be like masterclass. And I don't know if you know that site. So, you know, it's, it's a website where they uh, have like famous people um, and they do like a class. It's, it's really like um, uh, Dustin, Dustin Hoffman did a class, like these kind of fun things, right? Very cool. But it's really beautifully filmed. And so we thought, okay, herbs, this needs to be beautifully filmed in the gardens with the instructors in the kitchen, making medicines, this kind of thing. So this program is basically an extension of nutrition because Western herbs are an extension of nutrition, just like a stronger version of food in a sense. And um, what you learn is about uh, 40 plus herbs, like the Materia Medica. So you learn really deeply about them, like yarrow and valerian and even rosemary, like things that are considered food have these deep medicinal properties. Mm -hmm. So you learn all these medicinal herbs and you learn then um, the really in-depth course, how to recognize common ailments and exact formulas to help treat those. And even red flags, you know, is there something out of your, you know, you should, this cough is not just the cough, there's something more happening and they need to go see their doctor. You'll learn all about referring and everything too. Um, and then you, um, you go to the kitchen. And so you learn how to make all these beautiful medicines. There's internal medicines, so like iron syrups, and uh, there's so many different recipes. You watch, you're with the instructor in the kitchen while they make these beautiful herbal medicinal recipes, tinctures and salves and balms. Um, Yeah, there's external medicine. You make natural body products and gifts. Like you make your own soaps and lotions and cleansers and all this stuff, you know, you could be growing in your own garden or just purchasing herbs and you know, cocoa butters and coconut oil and making these beautiful things in your kitchen. And you learn how to cook with herbs even. And you, there's a wild medicinals walk where you can walk through the forest with the instructor and they show you like, okay, well this one here, you can actually make a poultice if you cut yourself and you're in hiking and you put it on, it'll stop the bleeding, like these kind of things. 
And so that's like, we've got two versions, a short version where you can just take the ones I just said, and that's called the Home Herbalist Program. And there's a longer version called the Community Herbalist where you also learn all about the gardening. And so how to grow these medicinal herbs and botany and holistic nutrition. You learn how to make a first aid kit that's all 100% natural items in the kitchen. Uh, the energetics, um, you learn medicinal mushrooms with Robert Rogers, who's like the leading mushroom person in North America. We're going to walk with him in the forest. I was so lucky to be on set for a lot of this. Wow, um, that's amazing. Yeah, um, and there's more. I mean, that's just a few of the courses. Yeah. And so we just launched this about a month ago and students are absolutely wild for it. They're loving it so much. It's, yeah, it's really fun. Oh my gosh, I can't wait to take that someday soon. <laughs> I know, you know, because of COVID, we had so many people joining that are telling us, you know, I wanted to do this forever, but I've never had time and I'm home and I want to get this garden going and I want to make these products and I want to switch careers. You know, people are starting product lines out of this or their own medicinal farms. Right. uh, There's so many things you can do with it. So a lot of career changes coming from COVID. (laughs) Yeah, and babies. Yeah, and babies. <laughs> and now, too, it's springtime. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. We're all feeling yeah. that spring energy. Yeah, it's so true. Awesome. Oh my gosh. I could keep chatting with you forever, but we are coming to the end of the show. So I will ask you before I ask one more question, where can everyone find you and dive into these programs? They're all online, so it doesn't matter where people live, right? Correct. There's people from all over the world join these Um, And yes, they're online and you can start anytime at that. There's not like a certain start date. Um, So you can go to pacificrimcollege.online. Okay, perfect. Pacificrimcollege.com, which is the campus. And there's pacificrimcollege.online, which is this side of things. And you'll find all of it there. These are certificate programs, these herbal ones. And the other one is your Chinese dietary therapy. And then so many other courses on that site that's just... Yeah, such a dream. Perfect. And I'll have everything linked up for everyone so they can go check it all out. And Jillian, what does it mean to you to be unbreakable? I ask all of my guests this question because this is the Unbreakable You podcast. (laughs) Um, You know, I think it means letting go constantly. Mm -hmm. Every moment of every day. And I'm not saying... I'm perfect at that. I just feel like that's what it is. Yeah. It's a story I tell way too much, which if any of my friends listen to this, they're going to be rolling their eyes. I was probably so sick of this, but I tell it to all my patients. To me, this is the best analogy for how I feel about unbreakable and letting go and what I mean by it. And it's Caesar Milan. Do you know Caesar Milan, the dog? Yes. Leader? Yeah. <laughs> he has this episode it was one of those aha moments for me. He had this episode where this um, couple had this dog that every time they passed this certain fence with this, you know, arch enemy dog behind it, this dog would go nuts, he'd be frothing, they couldn't keep him in the leash, he was trying to jump the fence and basically kill this dog. And so Caesar's like, let me watch you walk by with your dog. So they walk by with the dog and the dog went nuts and then they start tried to control it then and the dog wouldn't, was out of control, like it was just way too far gone. And he was like, okay, you're doing that all wrong. So he took the dog and he's like, I'll show you when you control the dog. And he started walking and the second 
The second the little dog ear started even turning towards that fence was when he corrected it. And you know, he does his little kind of leash pull thing to correct and he corrected. And it would keep turning towards the fence and correct and correct and correct. And he would do it very early and the dog didn't freak out. Now he tried, he kept trying to go that direction, but the master, you know, kept correcting. And that's how I think of Unbreakable is with your own emotions or life events and what's happening, that immediate correction and letting go before it gets too big in your heart or what you're thinking or what seems like a big issue. The more you, you know, lean into that issue and allow it to happen, the more breakable you become in a sense. Mm-hmm. I, so that's how I view it. I love that so much. I mean, everyone's answers are always so different, but I really love that. Thank you. <laughs> no, thanks for asking. So great. So where can we connect with you also? Are you online where we can connect with you? Yeah, um, uh, probably the best spot at this point is to contact us through Pacific Rim College online. Okay. I do see all of those that come in. I do answer a lot of them as well. Um, yeah, definitely there. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us this week. I love this. Thanks for having me on and letting me chat your ears off. Oh my gosh. Anytime. You're welcome back for sure. I'm sure I will be getting a lot of like TCM related questions. So maybe we'll have you back on sooner than later. Sure. That sounds great. Thank you so much, Meg. Of course. 